am the entertainer And I know just where I stand Another serenader And another long-haired band This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Man, I had to let that ride for a little bit I had to let that ride for a little bit This is Motes and Euler on Steelers Nation Radio Final segment of today's episode, might I add. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see, man, where do we want to start with this last one right here, man? Because we don't want to waste time with this. That's we know true. we got to get some tweets in. Because mm-hmm. we get def- some final thoughts. Because we the said we went, to, we went to the Twitter.com. We got our final thoughts. We got to talk a little old line. You know, I got to talk my, my so, LB3. Here's what I propose to okay. host Moats today. Okay, here we go. Some tweets. Okay. Some LBs. I like that. Some O line. Okay. And then some final tweets. Man, that sounds fine. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Yeah, well, we better get to it here. All right, let's hop on, we're man. up against it now. What, what's the Twitter.com looking like then, baby? Um, you know what? This is a good one from Sensei before we get into some of these specifics here Mm -hmm. just wondering kind of like what the schedule is for the Steelers blitz now that we're out of training camp that we're close to the regular season a quick update on the scheduling right so these next two essentially until next yeah until Labor Day weekend until after Labor Day weekend we will be Tuesdays and Thursdays from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Same and, that we've been all yeah, off-season Yeah, same we've been doing the all-season schedule. Yep, and obviously you can still catch any of this stuff on podcast format because we know the Tuesdays and Thursdays sometimes doesn't work for everybody. Sure. But that's what the schedule is for these next two weeks. Then after that, we'll go back to our Monday was it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 12 to noon? Or Thursday Tuesday, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thursday as well. Every day but Tuesday. Every day but Tuesday, noon to 2 p.m. Yep. right here on SNR. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yep. up until uh, up until game week. September 7th is when that Tuesday. Correct. That should be that Tuesday, That's right after Labor Day Monday. That's when we get rolling back into, yep. into our typical coverage. So, yeah, just uh, for the next two weeks here, like Motsi said, just Tuesday, yep. Thursday. And then when it's game week, we are we are back to our daily show schedule, baby. Yeah, man. The lit one. Lit, 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 Rebecca says, I heard Pat Fryermuth on DVE this morning. Oh, oh. I didn't know he was. Well, hello there. I have to pull that interview and give it a listen in the system here. Give it a uh, listen. I should have played it. Heard Pat Fryermuth on the DVE. <laughs> we should have played it. Killed some time for us. Easy content. We'll let Randy Bauman do the work. Jeez. Uh, heard Pat Fryermuth on the DVE radio morning show this morning. Good dude. Great hands. Dropped only two balls in all of training camp. I hope he creates his own legacy. Let's give him the Muth instead of Heath Steelers fans. Hey, I did get the interview with him. He did confirm that that's what he wants to be called. Muth. That is definitely what he said. Muth. Uh, Steel City Champs says here, uh, Friar Muth is going to be a great player, but I know the preseason is way different from the regular season. Got to see how rowdy he can get against our division rivals are uh, in the division uh, with the Ravens and the Browns. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. But I, like I said, I'm very confident what he's able uh, to do just based on my experience watching him on tape at Penn State, watching him daily in practices, and then being able to see him in stadium as well with two performances, right? We know Philly. We said, man, he had a little holding penalty and it wasn't the best outing for him. Correct. But as we always talk about – Anybody can have a good game. How do you bounce back? Anybody can have a bad game. How do you bounce back? We've seen him had to go the reverse route. Okay, he started out with the rough performance. And then he comes back and he does what yeah, he does. Yeah. Just adds to my confidence. I agree. I absolutely agree. You 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 want to see that from young guys because mm-hmm. that bodes well for How the How do you future. handle adversity, yeah. man? Because you, you're, it doesn't matter if you're – it doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady. Like he, he's handled Every adversity throughout his career. Play, Even though play, he has seven right. rings on his fingers, he still had adversity. You play this game long enough, yep. you will have adversity. How do you overcome it? How do you handle it, man? 
Now, CC Ryder here with an interesting one. Okay, let's get interesting there. Um, about Ben Roethlisberger to Pat Fryermuth, mm-hmm. calling it the Fries and Burger Connection. Whoa, I can get because Fryermuth, okay, Fries, Roethlisberger, okay. Burger. The fries and okay. burger connection. I like it. Uh, yeah, I don't hate it. You know, we okay, can get some. Okay. We can get some Heinz. Some Heinz elements in we there. We gotta as make well, it too. a healthy burger though, because you know Ben is slim now, right? It's all about the fit. He's slim Ben, so we don't want this burger to be like a, a monster burger. It's an impossible burger. Oh, make it an impossible. Or like burger. A, a black bean burger. Yeah, get up out of here with all get, that. Give him one of them healthy burgers. because he's healthy now. He said it himself. He says. This is the first time he's like, I- I'm really focusing on my diet now. What about cheat days though? Nah, there's no cheat days. Can't have cheat days. He got he got to make up for lost time. <laughs> uh, TC wants to know from Motsi just how vanilla our offenses and defenses in the preseason. Super vanilla. Well, in Pittsburgh, super vanilla. I don't want to say everywhere because you watch Chicago, they're still scheming up plays. The two Jesse James touchdowns, the the, the bombs, those are very much schemed plays for Justin Fields to look really good in. But ultimately, you, most of the teams aren't going to do that. Right. Especially here in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, right. we is more about the evaluation of your players. Anybody can scheme up a guy to look good in the preseason versus vanilla cover three, cover four, cover one defense. Defenses aren't giving you exotic looks. You save that for the regular season when these games count. So for Pittsburgh, when you see a guy being successful on offense, you definitely should feel good about it because that's the bare bones. We're not doing anything to make it easy for that guy. You see a guy playing well on defense in the preseason, be confident in him because for a fact, we are putting him in the most basic it's Jimmy's versus Joe's. It is simple. Cover three, no, we aren't checking. And you're like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's cover four, no, you don't have an answer. No, we're not checking out of this. You play what we call and we're setting it to the right. Like, whoa, coach, what if they come out unbalanced? What if they come out formation into the boundary? Make I don't care. Make it work. Make it happen. Get us out the, get us out the call. Make yeah. it work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely when it's Pittsburgh, you do, when you see guys stand up, that's why I'm high on James Pierre. That's why I even like mm-hmm. what I saw from Justin Lane recently as well. Mm-hmm. Because they're not putting these guys in positions to do well in the preseason. They put you in the worst positions because they want to see you overcome They want to test you, yeah. Absolutely, because anybody can make the play when it's schemed up for you. Or at least you should. But but it's a lot easier when it's schemed that when we say, hey, we're going to get it where you're going to be one-on-one on this guy. We're going to make sure that, hey, Spillane, if you're not fast enough to cover this guy, we're going to have it where you're always going to match up with this guy right here. That's easy. But during the preseason, I want to know what I have in you. Mm-hmm. I want to know if you're even capable of doing this. Right. Because if you are, I could have been putting you in a box potentially. But by you showing that, hey, you could stand up like a big dog in some of these less than advantageous situations in the preseason, well, now that can let me know I can give you a bigger role. I can ask more of you. My expectations should change of you positively. I, I think it's a lot like, too, you, you laid out that example of, of the wrestling example earlier mm-hmm. in training camp, whereas to how, you know, like in wrestling practices, you got one guy who kind of starts like up on his feet and in a better position mm-hmm. and one guy who starts on the ground and that is all, you know, testing you. How do you how do you look whenever you're maybe in an advantageous situation? How do you look when you're at a disadvantage? Are you able to have success in those environments? Uh, yeah, that's certainly something the coaches want to test these guys on throughout the preseason. David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, tweets us and says, have you guys seen something in camp that makes Ray Ray a lock? Because my man Sexton is looking like a gamer. Could he get a spot? 
I like Sexton's uh, returns. Obviously, he's had two really impressive returns. The problem is he doesn't give you everything that Ray Ray does. Ray Ray, we've already seen Ray Ray do what Matthew has done, but in regular season games. But the biggest difference between the two is Ray Ray gives you an extra element on offense, whereas Matthew does not. Hmm. Matthew doesn't have the same level of explosiveness that Ray Ray gives you in terms of some of those jet sweep motions and some of those quicker hitting plays that we see Ray Ray get the ball in. And because of that, that puts Matthew in the traditional wide receiver category, which now you're talking about having him take snaps over Juju, Deontay, Claypool, James Washington, even Ebron and Pat Fry move if we're really getting into the details of it. I just don't see how you could value Matt or Matthew, excuse me, Matthew over Ray Ray when you know Ray Ray can give you the same thing, but at the same time give you more offense without taking away from some of those other guys also. I, I agree with that assessment. He he has made some impressive plays in special teams, and if it doesn't work out for him here, hopefully he gets another opportunity somewhere else, but that's just that's that's a tough ask here yeah. kind of with – it's something that the Moats and I discussed. I mean, there were – times where we liked what Rico Bussey was doing out there but it's just the Steelers feel so set certainly with those first four wide receivers and then Ray Ray kind of penciled in as a fifth guy it was an uphill battle for anybody else to to get into that conversation and I do think it speaks well to Sexton that he has at least made that a legitimate discussion uh John tweets us and says Fryermuth will get worked into the plan more and more but Ebron will remain tight end number one unless he gets hurt mm. now okay. Annie okay. says Muth will be tight end number one. She puts over-under at game 10. Ooh, I do feel like that's where it set it, though. I honestly do, man. Yeah. You Maybe go, like, a little earlier. Or, I was going to say like week I, eight I, or nine. I'm leaning six. Yeah? I'm leaning six. Six barring injuries. Because I don't want to be one of those where a guy was hurt, and that's why. Sure. I think both guys healthy. I got six. I think in six weeks, that's when Pat – ultimately shows that, hey, he's, he's that guy. I'm going seven. How about that? All right. I like them, baby. There we go. <laughs> Sensei tweets and says, do you guys think that maybe some of the delays and feet dragging uh, along the lines of TJ Watt's contract to keep him from overworking himself early on? And also, do you think we'll see TJ start the year a little bit slower since he hasn't had the same amount of live practice? I do think... This is something you kind of touched yeah. on at the start of the show. I mean, bit. I hope TJ doesn't start slow, but I do anticipate him having a slow start. And in terms of the Steelers trying to prevent TJ from overworking himself, we've never seen TJ be burnt out. But for a fact, when you come into a season not in shape or not in game shape and you're trying to play yourself in shape, knowing the amount of snaps that TJ takes, that is a recipe for disaster. We saw Jadavion Clowney go through that. I mean, yep. we saw Cam Chancellor when he held out and when he went through. I mean, El Bell's direct one right here in Pittsburgh. I mean, we can go down the list of guys – who, for whatever reason it was, were not available in training camp for a large portion of it. And when they came back, even if their first game back, they lit it up in the second game, we seen them struggle within those first three to four or five games when they have some type of injury, some type of nagging, some type of something. Even my third year in Buffalo, Jarius Bird, what? Defense, it was a uh, tie for defensive rookie of the year, mm-hmm. Pro Bowl player, set out all the training camp contract dispute. He comes back. Two picks, I think it was, in the first game. We're like, oh, he's great. He's good to go. Three weeks in, he's dealing with a groin injury that lasted for almost six weeks, all because of not allowing his body to get acclimated because of the contract stuff. It happens a lot. So this whole mindset of potentially trying to protect him, in a sense, it is counterproductive. It hurts him more than it helps him because the best way to prepare yourself for football 
It's about playing football. It's about playing football. Yep. Uh, It's one of those sports, I completely agree and echo everything Arthur Motes just said. Uh, Lexi, our favorite resident dog mom here on the tweets of the Power Grid tweets it says uh wes is ranting so hard he woke nell up from her nap <laughs> should i switch to my headphones so she can nap in peace or force her to keep listening force her to keep listening lexi if nell is anything like my dog oli i mean oli's like a koala he sleeps like 20 hours a day so yeah you know, she can she can survive you know uh, uh, two hours with with the rants but if she's not one of those dogs that sleeps all day i mean maybe you can maybe you can throw some headphones on <laughs> i'm sorry nell <laughs> your dog, your Frenchies sleep all day? Not at all. My really? Frenchies are lit. They See, are like yeah. super active. See, my dog Oli, I kid yeah. you not, he moats. He lays in bed till like ten o'clock. Like, like, like I'll I'll be up I'll be up at nah, eight bro. I'll be up at eight o'clock. Like he lays in bed for another ninety minutes and just chills there. He, um, my dog Oli, big time chills. He yeah. loves he loves to sleep and cuddle. Listen, he's man, a koala bear. If we're moving. My dogs are moving. <laughs> if eyes are open, my dog's eyes are open. <laughs> That's the vibe. And don't and don't and don't let them even hear somebody walk. Oh no no no! You you don't even have to be on our property. Just, just, just let them hear you. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You would have thought somebody was robbing us. <laughs> <laughs> like Faith Biggie, <laughs> did Tupac show up outside? What's happening here? Oh no, it's the mailman. Three houses down, guys. <laughs> Uh, Thrash tweets us in, along the lines of the Big Ben hype from Saturday and says Ben could throw it from the moon to Mars in the middle of April and everyone would go nuts. Well, Thrash, if Ben threw it from the moon to Mars, I, I would I would go nuts too. No, the real question is, did the ball get wet when he did it though? Through the car wash. Because there's only one person I've heard be able to throw that ball through a car wash and not no, get wet. What I want to know is, could he throw it from moon to Mars like pencil like like moon high school to mars high school oh absolutely that's easy does that's easy p he'd do it with his eyes closed i mean that's a good yeah. that's a good 20 miles absolutely 20 30 miles there uh let's see here annie wants to know can scrimmages against other teams take the place of playing time for starters in preseason games seems like the league is divided on its approach what say you duality of man guys <laughs> um in a sense yeah and for the teams that have had joint practices you have seen that because of how physical these practices get, that's the purpose of doing it. You, you, the old mindset was, if I'm not gonna have my guys playing in preseason games where you really can't control the situation, joint practices, I can get game situations, but I can control the tempo, I can control the exposure of certain players. Right? If I want A B to go against Darius Slay, I don't have to have A B and Darius Slay playing this preseason game. No. I'll just have you guys do five one-on-ones in a row. <laughs> right. Like, that's what you can do with the joint practice. So you can get good on good, but you can control the exposure of potential harm for either party. But now we know the consequence of that is, yeah, sometimes you're going to get a little more physical out there. Sometimes you get the fight in which we've seen just because of how competitive these guys are for multiple teams. But from my experience, I have been a fan of those joint practices just because of what I just broke down of. Sure. I can get good on good without having to have guys play in a game in the preseason where it's just so many different levels of talent out there mm-hmm. that sometimes the non-athletes are the reason why the athletes get hurt because those guys just aren't good enough on their feet to, to play at that level. So part of me, like I said, I do like that. But I can understand the other side where those guys are like, you know what, we still want guys in stadium. We want them to play in preseason games. We feel like there's no substitute for a game action. And I think that's ultimately why we've seen it play out like this. But for me, I would much rather do joint practice and hold my guys out of these games. 
Agreed. I. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen the Steelers do that. I wonder if they'll get back to that in the in the coming years. Uh, our buddy Olu back on the tweets. What's up, man? Says, uh, can he asked about Ebron getting cut from this team. He said, could Ebron possibly get cut from this team? I really like what we've seen from Zach Gentry. And number 88 is automatic. We we did discuss that. We just yeah. don't see that and happening. And I do think Gentry has improved in a major way, especially with his blocking. The problem is to put all your faith in a rookie tight end, even if it is Pat Fryer move, that is very, very it's risky. risky. Yeah. That is very That's risky. That's putting all your eggs in one basket. Rookie walls are real. Injuries are real. Young players they are typically inconsistent. Yes, they are. It, it, it's a it's a lot more of your Bud Dupree style stories than they are of your T.J. Watt style stories. And what does that mean? Most explain that. Bud Dupree his first three years, people flirted with calling him a bust, even though he was a good player. He just wasn't great. He didn't live up to the expectations of a first round draft pick. Not that he wasn't good enough. Obviously, we've seen he's very talented. He just signed for a massive deal to go to Tennessee. But it took time for that to develop, the consistency, the game in and game out. Then you think about T.J. Watt. From day one, T.J. Watt has been the best linebacker on the Steelers. Has he not? Even when I was here, we always like, yo, T.J., yo, we can't do what T.J.'s doing. Mentally, T.J.'s already on the same level as a lot of us. Mm. Like, he understands the game. He understands the flow. He was pro-ready as soon as he got here in OTAs. And we saw the difference in productivity, saw the difference in our expectations for him as well. But like I said, Bud Dupree, 80% of the guys that come in as rookies are Bud Dupree. Not a lot of guys could do what TJ does. Right, right. So even with Pat, to ask yourself to, okay, we're willing to release Ebron if we want to save some money. I just am not comfortable with hoping that Pat is the T.J. Watt of this group when we know for a fact the numbers are proven. It doesn't matter when a guy came in, first, second, third round, whatever. The numbers prove that guys are more likely to be like Bud Dupree and take a little bit more time to develop that consistency. So that's why position like tight end, too, where you're asked to do so much. I mean, you think about this, right? Detroit, from a defensive standpoint, they don't have – killers on their D-line. They don't have killer outside linebackers or D-ends. Just imagine when Pat has to line up and he really has to block Miles Garrett. That's a traditional 4-3 D-end, a.k.a. a killer, right? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. That's a prototype outside linebacker, a.k.a. a killer. Danielle Hunter. Those are all we'll killers. See all those guys this season. Pat, I'm hyped for Pat. Pat hasn't had to see a killer just yet. Now, granted, he does his thing in practice, and we still respect that. Sure, sure. But we already said practice tempo compared to game tempo when it's in-house, drastically different. We haven't seen Pat face some killers just yet, though. So, for me, I'm just like, man, I'm not – I'm confident in Pat. I do think yeah. he's going to ball, but – But you still want Ebron want involved the, in that give conversation. Me, give me Ebron as well. Because, you want a veteran guy out right, there. It's easy for Pat to pass Ebron. I, I'm completely fine with that. Then we do what you do. But to come in here and just ask Pat day one, hey, you got to be better than this. You got to be the leader in the and room. Learning you on the fly. Be the guy. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot, man. So I don't see Ebron going anywhere this yeah, year. Yeah, and then even if we really like Pat and Zach Gentry, if you yeah. cut Ebron, who's your third tight end? Because you exactly. need three. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Are we going Kevin Raider now? Now you see that a spot that was oh man, we got a an embarrassment of riches now becomes very thin if you were to move Ebron. Olu also wants to know if anyone's ever seen you out in public and just screamed out, the body. Oh, man. I actually, no, I haven't got the the bodies. Oh, no, 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 no. I have had that, but that's typically, it was at the tailgates. Yeah. Okay. I got that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But most of the time, people are just like, they're very respectful. It's been happening a, a good amount, actually, these past couple of days. Like, yo! Love you on the mic. <laughs> yo! Keep, keep holding down, still nation. Yo! I get, I get that one right now. So that was pretty cool. But I haven't got any other the bodies. It was just, it's always yo. And it's funny because, like, my kids, I don't know why I always have my middle girl Ava with me. She's like my twin. She always gives me that look like, Dad, do you know this person? And then I give her that like, look, nope. and she's like, oh, okay. Oh, you just missed a popular oh, out here. All right. huh? You just missed a popular. <laughs> yeah, but it's always, yo! I'm like, yo, all right, baby, I'm here. <laughs> uh, Motes, we can use this one to transition if you want. Gary mm-hmm. tweets us and says, uh, I am no film expert, but am I wrong in thinking that Chooks hasn't exactly been tearing it up and that Dan Moore could possibly supplant him at some point? No, I would say that you're We very, did want to talk a little yeah, bit about that as well, too. I, I, in fact, I would say that you're accurate in your assessment. Um, I went back, I watched the game. And more importantly, just watching solely Chooks, watching solely Zach Banner, and watching Kendra Green, right? Because those are the three guys with the biggest question marks, the three guys for whatever reason we wanted to see more of. And with Chooks, it was, once again, not his best performance. Even when a play was well, right, in terms of we remember the highlight play from Ben where he's scrambling to the left, scrambles to the right, Ebron drops the ball, right? But what people don't realize is, Chook's guy was the guy that forced the pressure the first time, and then because he stopped on the play, <laughs> he allows the guy to force the pressure on the second time. And I'm just like, that can't happen. No, it cannot. I understand you getting beat. You can get beat. Nobody's perfect, but you can't quit on the play like that and allow your guy to come back. Like, Ben shouldn't have to dodge the same guy two times like that, as what happened on that play. Then you fast forward to the next series where Ben – Gets the touchdown pass to Pat Fry, moved the second one. But in the midst of that, he's taking a shot because my man isn't handling his business at left tackle. Now, I know he's still learning it, and I know the team is probably higher on him than I am right now, but those that's not good. Like, we need to see more from him. And the frustrating part was what we talked about. We said, man, Dan Moore, we feel like he's competing really good, uh, really well. We feel like he's putting together good performance after good performance. And when you move him to right tackle, essentially you make this game not even count for him. So even though he played well, it was at right tackle. Right. I don't care right. how play- – Chooks played 16 games very well last year at right tackle. That's not what we're asking for right now. We're looking for a left tackle. I need tackle. to see him at left tackle. Now you're going to try to put him over here this last game. But it's the last preseason game. So how do you think we feel about the last preseason game? You really think we're going, oh, man, Dan Moore looked good in this last preseason game. We should, yeah, yeah I feel confident. No. It's not how it works. <laughs> Buddy, I agree with everything you said. So right now, do we know who our best left tackle is in the, in the core of our Do we really no, sit here and say, hey, honestly, can't. I could probably sit here and make an argument that it's Zach Banner. Exactly. <laughs> like, we do not know because of how they handled that rotation, because of how they handled everything with that left tackle position is very frustrating. Now, obviously, they'll get it figured out and they'll get it settled, but don't be surprised if we see some musical chairs at left tackle in these first couple of games. Agreed. Like, that's just what it is right now because we didn't get a chance to have this legitimately play out. But see, we got about five minutes left here. And what they say, that's plenty of time. Before we get back to these tweets, tell me what's shaking out with this third linebacker position as well, too. Jobert, Bush, who's going to be the third guy? Marcus I, Allen is surprising I, some people, man. It might be the answer, honestly. Because, first off, when you just look at the rotation, right, we saw the second group that went in behind Joe Schobert and Devin Bush. It was Robert Spillane and Marcus Allen. It wasn't Buddy Johnson. It wasn't Ulysses Gilbert III. Mm-hmm. It wasn't – who am I forgetting else is on the inside? It might be one other guy. I'm forget, oh, my goodness. 
but those are the main guys. Those are the, those those are the, the main five. guys. Okay, yeah. those are the main guys. So with that, when I think of Mark Sal and Robert Splane, Robert Splane has not looked the same since he since that trade has happened. Call it what you want to call it. He has not looked the same. And True. to me, that's a guy mentally that this is still affecting him. Mentally, this has gotten to his preparation and to his gameplay. And we've seen him struggle again, right? He has some he has some plays, but as a whole, it wasn't another Oh, Robert Spillane style performance, like how we were talking about it this offseason, right? Right. It wasn't even close to that. Whereas with Marcus Allen, Marcus is starting to understand that, hey, I'm not a traditional linebacker. Stop trying to play like a traditional linebacker. We had the same conversation with Shazier. You're not going to two-guy people. You're not going to be a downhill thumper. Your job is to run around and play fast. Even if you're missing tackles, play fast because that creates opportunities for other guys. Case in point, the Marcus Allen sack. He missed the guy. Let's be real about it. Mm -hmm. But by him playing that fast and him flying by the quarterback, it makes the quarterback do what? Step up to who? Jameer Jones. So you see, by him just triggering, by him just playing like a fast player, it disrupts things. It's no different if Aaron Donald was bursting through the the, the B-gap as a three technique. Even if he doesn't make the tackle, he messes the play up so much that somebody else is going to make the tackle for a loss. Mark Salen, he's starting to understand that. You saw him even on special teams. Flying, flying. Just shoot your gun. Shoot your gun. You don't have to be perfect. I know you're going to have mistakes, but if you play like that, Spillane can't do that. Ulysses Gilbert has the tools, but he isn't healthy enough to do that. That will separate you. And that's, an, that's you know, we talk about having you know, too many like parts sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't want to be too homogenous in that regard. That's a nice trio of different skill sets mm-hmm. if you're talking Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, and Marcus Allen. And Those not are three just guys skill that can, sets. can do three different things. The right skill set. In exactly. Terms of the guy that like, can I cover. think they could complement each mm-hmm. other very nicely. Still feels like Spillane probably has the inside track there. Right now he does. But I'll tell you but what, Friday night's going to be interesting in that conversation. Because I feel like that is starting to shift very quickly. I do too. If Marcus can keep playing like guys in space on Friday night. Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm with you. Um, oh, look at this now. This on the tweets here. Is we, you, you good? We got about you know, a minute or two yeah, left yeah. here. Close with some tweets. Adam tweets us and says, just picked up a load of Transformers going to Pittsburgh to keep the lights on for you fine gentlemen. Maybe they will go to that <laughs> new studio we keep hearing about. Now, wouldn't that be hilarious? All right, Adam, he, he attaches a picture here, too, of his truck with these Transformers oh, wow. on the back. Uh, safe travels. Yeah, obviously. safe travels, man. Uh, coming from Virginia, I believe, is Adam. And, yeah, you got to let us know where these Transformers end up. Maybe they are for the new iHeart Studios. Wouldn't that would that be, be funny, hilarious? though. That really would be He would be literally funny. be powering the power grid. Yeah. Adam also wants to know, um, you know, we had we had some talk uh, leading up to the draft about possibly taking ETN over Najee Harris. Um, just was curious on your thoughts of what we've what what's going on with ETN and everything. I mean, right now they're saying it's a Liz Frank injury. I mean, we said, I mean, it's no different than what could have happened to uh, Najee. Running backs get hurt. It is what it is. I don't think it would deter me from either one of those guys. No. I still think both of them are going to do really well. I think Agreed. Najee, obviously, he's going to get thrown into that action first because Jacksonville, their running back situation is a little bit James better. Robinson as well, too. And Carlos really Hyde. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, they, they, they have a really nice situation down there. But don't look at it as, oh, yeah, we chose right because we got Najee or Eaton. He's hurt. Hell, Bill had a list, Frank, when he first started out. You saw he played out here in Pittsburgh as well. And we wouldn't have taken Eddie Lacy over Lev Bell because of that. <laughs> exactly. So I know we want to, you know, we're always looking for ways to make us feel better like we wanted or we got it. 
Give it time. Give it we'll time. We'll see. Just give like it time. Like with the Ben Roethlisberger yeah. elbow just stuff. Give it time, just give man. it time. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, last one. Steel City champs wondering about Benny Snell. Any update on him? Is he in the doghouse? Will he play on Friday night? He's got to be feeling a little scared for his roster spot right now. That's something you and I have discussed. Listen, if you thought his rookie year, he was in in in, in danger with Trey Edmonds balling out. My man is that. That meme of the little bear, that little guy sitting uh, on the chair mean, at the table, and it's fire everywhere, and he just says, this is fine. Except for he might not be saying, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> d- d- dude, you're not fine. <laughs> you are not fine at all, baby. All right? So That's all we got on the tweets for today, buddy. Yeah, but man, as always, Power Grid Megawatts, man, y'all never cease to amaze us. Y'all always give great participation, and we thoroughly appreciate y'all. Yes. Shout out to my co-host, man, my, my partner in crime. Shout back out to my studio. producer as well, man. Rocking back in the rolling. studio and the ones and twos, the place that we always love to be. Always a pleasure, partner. Always a pleasure. So, man, sounds like we'll be doing this again in a couple of days. In yeah. fact, that will be Thursday. So Thursday. you already know where to find us. It is your 24-7 home of the black angle. Steelers mm-hmm. Nation mm-hmm. Radio. There it is.